Coming up, a real American hero, Alex Skarlatis. Friends, welcome to another special edition of Real American Heroes. I'm Oliver North. Our guest today, Alex Scarlatos. Alec is a former specialist in the Oregon National Guard. As a guardsman, he attended both air assault and sniper schools, and in 2015 was deployed to Afghanistan with the 41st Infantry Brigade Combat Team. Alec garnered international recognition by stopping an armed terrorist attack on a Paris-bound train in 2015. His heroism earned him several awards and medals around the world, including the United States Soldiers Medal for Lifesaving and the Legion of Honor, or the Légion d'Honneur, from the government of France. After serving with the National Guard for five years, he left military service and authored 1517 to Paris, the true story of a terrorist, a train, and three American heroes. Alec later had the great privilege of working with legendary director Clint Eastwood on the film 1517 to Paris that portrayed the harrowing attack in which Alex starred as himself. He went on to tour the country on public speaking engagements, encouraging others to take control of their own lives and the importance of duty to our country and our community. Alec, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Friends, I've, I've described American heroes because I've kept company with American heroes all my life. My dad was the first American hero I knew fought against Hitler in the European theater of World War II. A classical definition of a hero is a person who puts him or herself at risk for the benefit of others. Alec, when you were on that train, you certainly defined exactly what that is. Even when you just first come... Alec, when you were on that train to Paris and for your service in country and combat, you clearly defined what a hero is. Give us a sense for whether that was all just reaction to what's going on, situational awareness, or did your training just kick in? Um, honestly, I, I still don't think we should be called heroes simply because we were really just doing what we had to do to survive. Um, I think it was mostly a reaction due to the fact that I had known Spencer and Anthony for so long. I'd known Spencer since I was five years old and we had kind of joked about that kind of thing happening before. And for some reason, when we looked back and saw the terrorist standing there, we were just both on the same page immediately. And I hit him on the shoulder and said, let's go. And for some reason he went. <laughs> well, probably the admiration for a dear friend. Those are the kinds of things that happen frequently in combat. Firemen, law officers, happens to them a lot. But you could have, at, at that, in one moment, chosen between flight or fight, and you chose fight. And this guy was armed with an AK-47, wasn't he? Yeah, he had an AK-47, a handgun, and a box cutter, come to find out as well. Seems like you've got this idea of, of service, a desire to serve first in the military and now you're running to represent the people of Oregon's 4th Congressional District. Where does that desire come from? The terrorist attack was definitely something that um, we were not expecting to have happened to us, <laughs> of course. And then um, after coming home um, and seeing what was going on inside of Oregon, running for Congress was a much more conscious decision uh, simply because 
we between the how our forests are managed in southwestern Oregon, the huge forest fires, um, not to mention what a detriment it is to our economy. Um, we have the poorest congressional district in the state of Oregon. And after seeing that we had a 33 year incumbent Democrat that hadn't done anything for the district, um, it really just frustrated me enough to want to do something about it. Alec, you have phenomenal grassroots fundraising numbers, but outside interests are now dumping money by the ton into your district to aid your opponent. And I'll put it this way. Pete DeFazio, your opponent, is one of the longest serving leftists in Congress. Is there a chance for you to unseat this incumbent? Yes, absolutely. Um, honestly, no one has really tried to run against him um, since he's been in office. And no one's been able to make a serious effort, and we have. Um, so he probably didn't see us coming, first of all. Um, he's gotten incredibly cocky about his position in Congress. I mean, he's uh, he votes with AOC 96% of the time. He co-sponsored the Green New Deal. He voted against salvage logging after a forest fire, which is something that's pretty reprehensible for a timber area like southwestern Oregon. And he votes, I mean, he votes incredibly far left. He votes like he's from Seattle or San Francisco. I mean, he's even in favor of abolishing the Electoral College, um, which in a district as large and as rural as his would have a very negative effect for the people living in it. But he simply doesn't care. And I don't think he cares about the 4th Congressional District at all. And honestly, as sad as that is, that's our opportunity to beat him. Are the recent wildfires, you mentioned them, in Oregon an issue for your campaign? Well, absolutely. Um, I mean, this has been the worst fire season probably in about 100 years in Oregon. And it's not just an issue of forest management and people losing their homes and even their lives. It's also an economic issue because, of course, we harvest timber here in western Oregon. Uh, this brings in money to our economy. This bring jobs into the district, and it also brings in money to the county governments due to a very specific set of federal laws that only govern Western Oregon. Counties are reliant on timber harvest receipts or money created from harvesting timber um, for their tax dollars. It goes directly into county government, a portion of it in lieu of property taxes since the federal government owns so much, shown so much land out here in Western Oregon. Um, so as a result, it really has ruined our entire way of life since we got rid of timber in 1991. And um, as, a, as a result, these massive forest fires are getting worse and worse every year. I look at the, your website and you said one of your goals is to improve our healthcare system and lower the cost of prescription drugs. Tell us a little bit about your plans if you win this race. I still think forest management um, would be probably my first priority. Um, my second priority due to personal experiences in my life, as well as stopping a terrorist attack in the middle of a gun-free continent, um, would be protecting the Second Amendment. Healthcare and access to healthcare, especially with the VA um, in Oregon's 4th Congressional District is pretty reprehensible. We have such a large district, but there's only decent healthcare in the I-5 corridor going through the kind of center of the district and people on the Oregon coast have a very 
difficult time of getting access to healthcare again, especially the veterans who some of which don't have the best transportation or maybe too old, frankly, to drive uh, three, four hours to get to a VA. Um, so that's going to be one of the biggest priorities for me as well, especially due to the aging population in my district. Um, and lowering the cost of prescription drugs, I think, is something that we need to do nationally. And um, that's something that I'd love to work with President Trump on if he's reelected. And overall, for Oregon's 4th Congressional District, the economy is probably our biggest problem. Of course, it's definitely tied to the timber industry, but we need to diversify our economy as well. You mentioned the Second Amendment. Is that a big issue out there? I would think it would be. Well, it is um, for multiple reasons. Obviously, for me personally, due to you know the terrorist attack and things like that that I've seen in my life. Um, but overall, between the riots going on in Portland, which the Democrats have not spoken out against or done anything to stop, um, while at the same time the Democrats want to defund the police and take away your guns, it doesn't take a genius to realize that if they want all these things, then who's going to be responsible for my personal protection and my family's safety? So as a result, especially in a district as rural as mine, where law enforcement response times are very long and Oregon is one of the least police states in the country, um, even Democrats living in rural areas tend to be gun owners. And even they realize that this probably is a recipe for disaster. And frankly, it's scaring a lot of people towards the Republican Party, at least in Oregon. Look, 50 years from now, your great-grandchildren are going to be learning about these unprecedented, extraordinary events that are occurring in our country right now. What do you want your great-grandchildren to know about what you did in these extraordinary, unprecedented times? The only thing I, I want is to create positive change for the people of my congressional district. So all I want to do is make sure that people here have jobs if they want them. I want to solve this forest management problem. I mean, I'm very, one thing the military taught me was I'm very goal oriented and I just want to see this get accomplished one way or another. I admire you for doing so and anything we can do to help, we wanna make sure you get elected because we need more people like you who have put their lives on the line, they've proven themselves and who want to help, as you just said, the people of their community, their district, or even a state when it's a senator. So thank you for being with us today and providing facts that our fellow Americans can use in these challenging times. I want to make sure you have a chance to tell people how they can contribute to your campaign. Sure. Well, we need all the help we can get. This is one of the uh, most competitive races in the country, and we're still gaining momentum. Um, if you'd like to volunteer or donate or you can just shoot us a message of encouragement, you can go to alec4oregon.com. That's A-L-E-K-F-O-R, Oregon.com. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Friends, if this Real American Heroes special broadcast has been informative, helpful, or encouraging, take time now to subscribe and let me know how these unprecedented events have affected you and yours. By doing so, you too can become part of this historical record of how America persevered and once again prospered. Until next time, remember, Semper Fidelis is more than a slogan for U.S. Marines. Always faithful is a way of life.